It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. We're just off the uh, Las Vegas Strip here at Silver Sevens, Flamingo, and Paradise. Panthers, Knights, Fortress. You watch here, 77 cent beers. That's a good deal. Bud, Bud Light, McUltra Bottles. Reno is in. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota Studios. The company is Adam Hill. Let's get to the big four. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the big four at four. Number four. All right, let's start out with one of the conversations we closed out last hour with with Xavier Pope, and that is uh, Dana White finally speaking again. He spoke initially to TMZ about the slapping incident in Cabo. And there's a lot of opinions on this, although not many are coming from the partners of ESPN or ownership. Uh, Endeavor partner, of course, is, uh, I just mentioned, uh, ESPN. Uh, Dana White had some pretty interesting comments on what could happen, what should happen to him in terms of any sort of discipline. I thought this, there's a lot of stuff that I was like, wow, okay, is he serious on this one? Um, He wanted to initially address some of the reaction from MMA fans and fans of him, Dana White. And one thing that I do want to clarify in this thing that I didn't talk about on TMZ because I didn't expect it and I didn't see it coming is the people that are defending me, you know? Um, there's, there's never an excuse. I'm sure you guys have read some of the same stuff that I've seen. There's, there's no defense for this, and people should not be defending me uh, over this thing, no matter what. Um, you know, all the criticism that I have received this week is 100% warranted and, and will receive in the future. So, and, and you know me, better than anybody if you know especially the people that i don't like start coming after me nobody fires back more than i do okay so he's suggesting that he won't fire back on this topic i don't believe for one second that he won't remember who came at him um but the beginning of the statement is when i watched that i heard that i was like wait dana white did not expect his backers to defend him in an incident like this the dana bros weren't gonna come is he serious do you think you you really think that he was surprised by that Adam, okay, yeah, he you're, you're hesitating. He might be. I'm, I'm gonna, no, he might be. How can he be? Because I think I, I do think. How can he be? Because I don't believe that he thinks there are people that would go to bat for him for anything. I don't you personally told him, what was it now, a year and a half ago, this is the way your people are. Explain. Yeah. It's For people in Reno who haven't heard this, and for people in Vegas, you wrote a story that, you know, had, I'll say, you know, some, how do you, what do you want to call your lead, if anything? Attention-grabbing? Okay, attention-grabbing lead. Job of a lead? He sent out a screenshot of your story. From there, you were then threatened repeatedly. Pictures of your house were sent your way. Basically, Dana Bros were like, we're going to come and kill you. Yeah. And then you eventually talked to Dana White, and, and Dana White was like, what? That happened? People yeah. did that? That's proof right there! That... That episode, but, that but, no matter but he what thought he, he does, he, right he has time. backers. But he thought he was right that time. He doesn't understand that there are a large group of damaged, toxic males who will back anything he does, including hitting women. I, I think when you are in that, when you're that, deep, when you're that deep into 
I don't think delusion is the right word, but a, a lack of understanding. Uh, we, he he does know that there's going to be people that defend anything he does when it's right. In his mind, he's right 99.999% of the time. He doesn't understand that he's probably not right that often. He's probably right closer to like 60-70% of the time like most people. And that even at those 30% of the time when he's wrong and they defend him, he thinks, oh, that's because I'm right. And when you're in that that place, I think you're always going to think that you're in the right. And that people will hold you accountable when you are actually wrong on those very rare occasions. And now he's like, wait, now I'm wrong and they're still doing this? This is nuts. No. This is what anybody would have expected that actually follows this on a day-to-day basis. And what is my punishment? Here's my punishment. I got to walk around for however long I live. And I got to, this is, this is how I'm labeled now. My other punishment is that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, whether it be media, fighters, friends who had respect for me might not have respect for me now. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life that are way more of a punishment than what I take a 30 day, 60 day absence. That does. That's not a punishment to me. The punishment is that I did it and, and now I have to deal with it. We'll address that in a second. He talked about people that he has battled with and always, you know, will fire back on. One of them is MMA journalist Ari Hawani. Just because you live with something, that doesn't mean that it's a, like that's. It, you could say that to any criminal. Then, like, oh, you're going to have to live with the fact that you uh, you hit that person while drunk driving. No, you have to pay the consequences. You think everyone who you know drives drunk and gets into an accident feels good about it? No, they don't, and they'll be labeled as such for the rest of their life. There's still consequences. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not a real thing. I don't I mean there's no even there's no need for yeah, Ariel pointed out and Ariel is I'm sure giddy that he gets to have this stuff to go after. Uh but yeah, that that's 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 a silly it's a silly point to make. Obviously, anybody think, anybody knows. I that. think it's especially crazy with I don't know that Dana White is really disturbed if people don't have respect for him. I think that's basically been his, you know, whatever it is now, 25-year run. I'm sure he wants to be respected by some people, but does not give a crap if most people don't respect him. And I'm sorry, in short attention span America, there will be the smallest percentage that will remember Dana White badly for this incident. Most people will forget. Yeah. And I'm like, how often is he going to encounter, like, face-to-face uncomfortable situations? Is it going to be years of women meeting him and going, you. I remember that. Like, who's going to get access to him to do that, and who has the stones to do that? Right, let me think. The, the, the crimes are not the same, obviously. But, like, so for OJ, who's had to walk around his whole life, you know, thinking people, and he did have to go to jail for something else, but everywhere he goes, people are like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that probably, allegedly, maybe, I know, not in the court of law, whatever, but killed his wife. That, that's enough of a, of a punishment? For everywhere you go to people, for people to know that, like, no. Like, a crime, the punishment for a crime of being a public knowledge and being having see, people see it publicly is not. I mean, did it work for Ray Rice? We saw the video. Everywhere he goes, people think about that. But he also was, was banished. There's, a, there's also a difference. He, like, he was denied opportunities from there. I mean, yeah. I think that's where you're going. Like, he yeah. actually was denied the rest of what could have been a but, three but or four year should the NFL end of his football should career. the NFL have come out after that video and said you know what every every time he plays a game people are going to know that that's and that's punishment enough for us that, that's going to be hard on him yeah that's punishment enough that's good 
We're cool. What did you think about his statement where he said, hey, if I go away for 30 or 60 days, it's going to hurt a lot of people? Not me. Correct. Uh, but even if he goes away from the company, I think it would damage somewhat the company, and I think he wouldn't be damaged at all. He would still be unbelievably wealthy. He would still, I mean, because he has ownership stake, I think still make the money, and he just wouldn't have to work. That doesn't seem like that much of a punishment either. So I, I think he's right about a lot of that stuff, which is the unfortunate part of all this. It is it is tough to come up with what the punishment should be. I saw an MMA observer tweet out this one. Stanky said, yes, I have illegally streamed every pay-per-view I've ever watched. <laughs> but being labeled as an illegal streamer for the rest of my life is already enough of a punishment. Accurate. Like Dana did go after illegal streamers, as yeah. he should, because it's their money. Yeah, but he. But what if. And I, you brought up a great point last hour. I don't know how you discipline any fighter yeah. for, let's say, um, moral violations. How do you do it? I, I how do you do it with a straight face now? Well, wouldn't the fighters just come out and be like, man, I gotta live with this, man? I have to live with the fact that everywhere I go, people are gonna know that I did this or I did that. I gotta live with it. Okay, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I understand. That's yeah. that's pretty bad punishment. As I said uh, last week, I think there's a lot more that Dana White can do uh, out in front of this thing. And, and again, it's, we saw some of the situation. We don't have the entire story. I don't know what their history is. I would love to know more of the story. It's not the easiest thing to look at and go, hey, you know, one person is 100% wrong or right. But I do think he, first of all, he could have been around the last couple of weeks. And I think he could be a lot more proactive and, you know, speaking out against violence against women. I think there's some charitable work he can do. I think there's some stuff. I mentioned Safe Nest is a great charity locally. Um, I would love to see him reverse course here and go, you know what? I am setting a bad example by not facing any sort of punishment here for my fighters. Um, you know, and and the women in my organization and the women who are, you know, who work and are married or in relationships with my fighters. I, I have to show that I... I will take some punishment here to set an example moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. He was almost, you know what? He, he was almost too honest saying, you know, 60 days, like, not really going to affect me. Like, it, it didn't, like, we understand that. But at least it sends, from an optic standpoint, it sends some sort of message and then also gives you teeth down the road when you're fighters. And it, listen, with males, it's going to happen in his organization. It could happen with females. Sure. Right? It could be females could attack males, females could attack females. I just I just think it sets up a really weird situation now moving forward. Yeah, I, it's for sure. And you know, it, it's tough to make comparisons to anything necessarily, but the other the other problem is you don't because you're there's no penalty, now the precedent is no penalty. But like even if he does take if you say takes three months, it's three months suspension, he's not around. Is that the is that the precedent now for fighters? Like I don't want to go down that road either because that's not a penalty for fighters. They don't fight in ninety days. I'll take a penalty right. I'll take three months off right now. Hey, you weren't going to fight in those ninety days. Any? What are you talking about? So like, no matter what you do, there is going to be ways to say, well, that that's what happened in your case. That's what happened in my case. It's it doesn't. It's not. It's not congruent. It doesn't line up. It's 
It's difficult, and it is difficult to come up with an answer to this. I absolutely think there should be a penalty. There should absolutely be a punishment. But what? And, again, you, you mentioned some things, but uh, you can come back on any of them and say, no, that won't work because of this. Oh, that won't work because of this. I mean, do you make him sell off his stake in the company? All right, cool. Now, now, I, have, now I have billions, and now I'm going to go uh, yeah. go start another league. I was going to say, if I was Endeavor, I'd be like, no, 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 we don't want yeah, that. Of course. Unless he's got, like, a no-compete clause when he, when he moves on. So, uh, yeah, that's that makes it very difficult to come up with an answer here. Number three. Uh, we'll extend the big four at four. We'll get to three, two, and one in just a couple minutes. We got the update on Hard Knocks next year. More on the Bronx job to get to. And also the breaking news that Derek Carr is not going to retire. And truthfully, what? the fact that he said it years ago is kind of part of the issue that you and I both have. In terms of where he lands and his, and his believability and how that's going to work with that organization and that team. Giveaway time. Collective Soul is playing this Saturday at the Pearl inside the Palms. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. It's an 8 o'clock show on Saturday. Collective Soul at the Palms in the Pearl. Awesome performing art center. Caller number 7, 364-1100, 364-1100. Zero, zero. Big Four at Four is brought to you by our pals at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, Justin and Matt and company. They now have an office in Reno and, of course, here in Las Vegas. You can call the guys with questions or any issues you have from anywhere in Nevada, 766-1400. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. We're going to wrap up the college football season in just a little bit from a betting standpoint, some storyline standpoint. Look ahead. College football is like 10 and a half months a year now, so there almost is no offseason. Brad Powers is going to join us at 45 of this hour. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield, Silver Sevens. We've got a hockey game tonight in town in Vegas. Vegas Golden Knights against the Panthers. Trying to get on some sort of roll and get more consistent at home. You can watch the game here at Silver Sevens. Beers for all VGK games. 77-cent bottles of Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra. Uh, Want to get to some of the big football storylines. We'll get to a lot of the playoffs tomorrow, but let's get back into our big four. Number three. Hard Knocks, one of our favorite shows of all time. Every August, I'm bouncing off the freaking walls. We always have anticipation based on the team and the characters on the team, and generally there's like eight or nine teams to pick from but they put a bunch of rules in what's the number at now for teams that could be covered during hard knocks there's only four really only four yeah your jets they're one if Derek carr goes to the jets i'm all in i actually i did a uh, a spot in new orleans today and they were asking is he the guy for us i was like well it's dome that's good a lot of games on the road in nice weather. That's good. And I said not to cast any dispersions, but I don't think he's going to get crushed by the media. That, yeah. could, that could work. I, I, think, uh, I think he'd work there. Yeah. We've said a million times I don't think it'll work in New York. No. The other two teams, Jets, Saints. Who else is a candidate? Well, I mean, I have one that I think absolutely uh, should be the team, and that's the Bears. I mean – Bryce Young is the quarterback. 
I'm not going to react. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Uh, but I do, I do, I love this story because it's so antithetical to how football fans think, right, that the Bears should be locked in with Justin Fields. I think they're in a, a great sell-high situation. Yeah. And they can actually upgrade at the quarterback position. His size concerns me, but I think Bryce Young is a much better quarterback prospect than Fields is, and I think Fields showed just enough on paper to get someone else all juiced up, and he's due his money pretty soon. Yeah, Bryce Young at least has you know gives you two more years where you you're not paying someone, and then your team can actually arrive. The rest of the team, when Bryce Young is still under a cheap contract, unlike Justin Fields, when the rest of the Bears arrive, Fields will be making big money. Yeah, so I mean, and you're not just trading Fields for Young, as you said, you're trading. Fields for Young and two extra years on a rookie deal and another first-round pick most likely and potentially a third-round pick, whatever you're going to get for Fields. Like, that's the trait, which I think would be a lot more interesting. Ballsy, though. Ballsy. Because if he goes elsewhere and he legitimately is a top-10 quarterback and, you know, winning championships, making playoffs, and Bryce Young stinks, he's too small and he gets broken in half. Uh Uh-oh. Sure. Like, if there was a – for the Bears, you just wish there was – one of those guys that comes along every 10 years that's like just a freaking lock at the number one spot. Yeah, and like next year. Or you, or is that what you do? Do you trade do you trade fields for something and next year's first picks so that you can trade up and kill what, loads? Like take somebody else right now. What happens if – well, I thought you were talking about trading with someone who you anticipate being terrible. What happens if they outpace what they're supposed to do like the Seahawks did? Or you I'll, I'll leave two. it at the Seahawks. You still have two first-round picks next year is what I'm getting at, and yeah. then two first-round picks and then potentially something else gets you up to get Caleb Williams, and you set three years back on the rookie clock, which I think would be interesting. There's a lot of maneuvering you can do. That's what the benefit of having the first-round pick is Texans, you absolute number one morons. Pick. Yeah, the, the number one pick. You, I don't know what they were doing. Um, it's all Lovey's fault. It's all Lovey's fault. It's absolutely it. silly. Well, it's also their fault I'm for kidding. not extending him when he went to them the night before, supposedly, and was like, what are we doing here? All right, fine. I don't have a guaranteed job next year. We're going to try to win tomorrow. So just lie to him. So let's go. We'll sign the extension yeah, after yeah, the course, game. Of course. Uh, so we're going to get Bears, I think, are the most logical team. Your Jets, the Saints, potentially with Derek Carr, and the Commanders, which I don't think anybody uh, needs come to come on. See. That would be great. No, you don't. I mean, New owner. Dan Snyder's not there. Snyder's still around. It's like they're still dragging their feet. The NFL can't get Snyder out. He's on his yacht somewhere. I think Ron Rivera is incredibly boring. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Wow, only anymore. four teams. Yeah, that's crazy. They really streamlined this down way too much. I mean, there's some intriguing options there. I think Saints. Yeah. Saints with Carr would be that'd be fun. Or the, although, I I want Jameis, but uh, yeah, I think that there's some fun options there. Number two. Keep Sorry. going. I should also point out. I love Hard Knocks. I love in season Hard Knocks. I love all of it, but the. I just watched last week's episode. I haven't watched the finale yet. Last week's episode I watched last night in the love affair with J.J. Watt. My goodness. Cardinals are in season. My goodness. I can't it was, watch it. It was embarrassing. I can't do it. I want to I wanna kind of like the guys who's walking away. I don't want to have bad thoughts. I can't do it. I know you can't. So why do you watch stuff like that that just freaking ruins your I opinion was, even I further? I was hoping to watch the Cardinals in general. I didn't know it was going to be just the J.J. Watt show. Number one. Number two. Thank you. Let's just stick with it. Um, I've talked to everyone on the show this week about the Broncos job. I think it's a pretty solid job. You think job. one of us wants it? I think it's a pretty solid job. <laughs> if the pecking order were Sean Payton, then Harbaugh, 
Would David Shaw slot in right behind that? Oh, no. What's wrong? No. He's long been considered an NFL coaching candidate. Sure. When he was at Stanford. It didn't end well at Stanford. You know, they kind of faded. It's hard being a college coach, especially at Stanford. You know, a little higher standards in terms of the athletes. The recruiting dropped off. They just haven't been as good lately. He's probably ready for the pros. Maybe that's, maybe that's what they're down to. Who who wants the job right now? Oh, come on. Don't do this. It's a good job. They have a super rich owner. I don't know about the GM. Russell Wilson can be effective for the next three or four years. You have maybe. to bring in the right person. Maybe. You just please be objective on Nathaniel Hackett. It's my guy. He was terrible. I know it's you like guy. talking to him. You know, he was fun to break bread with, but he just he was not ready. No, he wasn't. I knew from the time I met him, he wasn't. He wasn't ready. Not really. That's what I said. I said, I said fun guy. I don't know that it's going to work, All right. but fun guy. Uh, I, I think it, it might look. You're right that you do have the the unlimited pockets, which is nice. So if you want to say, yeah, I'll take the job for twenty five a year and guaranteed of eight years, sure, I'll take it. I mean, I said yesterday that they well, it should be the Cardinals or the Broncos have to break the bank for Sean Payton. Now the problem with the Broncos is they don't, they don't they don't have anything to compensate the Saints with. Oh yeah. yeah, no, if they. If the Broncos have a, a number one choice and, you know, the compensation to the other team is not part of it, then they, they absolutely bet. They, they can't cheap out. No, that is the freaking Walmart. But, uh, would they be willing dudes. to give up a first-round pick next year, which would be now – or it would be 2025. Now they'd have three straight years without a first-round pick. Uh, and now you're saying, okay, you're willing to give that up. Is, is Sean Payton willing to take the job at that, knowing you're not going to have a first-round pick for a few years? Probably not. That's why I'm saying I think – you know, Harbaugh can pick any job he wants that he wants to go to the NFL for. Peyton can do the same thing. Why would that be the job that you're jumping at? They're not going to go young guy route again, right? Like teams are just afraid to do that. Organizations are afraid to do that. After you went, so. you went, you went, you went. The weird thing with them is they they went young with the last one. They went old two coaches ago and young the one before that. So I'm sure they're looking around. They're like, we don't know what to do. Can we just? Can we, can we get an established winner, like a guy who's been a head coach, who's been a winner, which, for the most part, Dan Quinn is that. Right? He faded a bit at the end with the Falcons, but they did win pretty consistently. And he's kind of been the guy all along. I mean, he was the guy. seemed like he was kind of the guy last year. Um, I know I had heard weeks ago that he was the guy for this. You know, I had heard. Like week 10, week 11, that Hackett had already been fired, and they were going to go on to Quinn. Now that opens up, it changes to, okay, now if you can possibly get a Peyton or a Harbaugh or something like that to take the job, that changes it. But I think if it's not big-name, splashy, you know, throw the throw the bank at somebody higher, I think Quinn's probably going to end up being the guy. And there is, you know, the association, the, the familiarity with Russell Wilson that if he thinks that he can make it work, then that would make a lot more sense that he would go ahead and take the job thinking that, hey, I know how to fix him. I know how to work with him. Number one. Derek Carr says goodbye to Raider Nation this morning in a uh, long tweet. I'm going to throw it out there. I will take credit for this. Uh, as I reported previously, Derek Carr intends to continue playing. I had it. I had it. I never believed it when he said, I'm a lifelong Raider. I will retire if I'm not here. I had it. Did anyone? Hondo Carpenter, formerly of Raider Nation Radio 920, might 
still be part of the staff. I'm not sure. I mean, did anyone believe Derek Carr when he said that? Yes. Some people did, yes. Who? Derek Carr stands, super, super highly charged Raiders fans. I don't even think they Knew (laughs) that uh, he would not. He loved the Raiders so much he'd never play for someone else. Since Derek Carr uh, said that. This is my scoop. And I get the payoff now, and so does Hondo, but I'm going to battle Hondo over who gets full credit. Since Derek He's saying Carr, he reported it. I did first. Since Derek Carr made that comment, it has been a running joke. Nobody, I don't think anybody with any, that follows it at all believed Derek Carr when he made that comment. And I don't think it was even meant to be believed. This is not going back to something. This is a joke comment, not a joke, but a comment that was never intended to be real or held to. Uh, coming back and and being used, I suppose, against Derek Carr on some level, uh, he addressed it in his statement, saying, "Oh, you know, because of the way it went." No, you were always going to go play somewhere else. If you would have got traded last off season, that's what he was talking about. Hey, if I get traded, I'm just going to retire. I'm not going to accept that. If you, you if you worked know. in a potential Derek Carr market and you went on air and you're like, you know, what? I'm going to do this for an hour, and I'm going to say he's not coming here uh, because he said he was going to retire. Now that he's flipped, I don't trust him. Could you take calls on it? Like, could you? Like, I really believed he wasn't playing anywhere. Now I just don't trust him. I don't think he's the right guy for organization. <laughs> that was probably could you markets. do the bit for an hour with phone calls? It'd be tough. That's a hard sell. It is. It's a really hard sell. Hey, you didn't expect this to happen, a breakup to happen. When are we so young? Nevada Sports Talk Hour brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyer, 766 1400. Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. I really love covering sports, but over time, the NFL has just become so freaking big, and a lot of it's what goes down on the field, Adam, but so much of it is the drama, especially around quarterbacks. You know, obviously, we're talking about Derek Carr a lot. Did you see Lamar Jackson put out an update on his injury? Yeah. Not when the Ravens lose, when the Ravens lose without L. Jax, Lamar Jackson in the offseason is going to be such a freaking story because of the way this season ended, the fact that he doesn't have a long-term contract, the fact that there are fan bases all over the place that are like, "We'll take him." Lamar Jackson sent out today Thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain, um, the borderline of a strain 3. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything. But I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful. We still have a chance. In a sport where you are supposed to play when you're hurt, if you're injured, it's one thing. You're supposed to play when you're hurt, right? Everyone puffs up. But we really don't know, is he injured? or just hurt, and then you roll in the fact that he doesn't have a long-term deal. The Ravens are kind of playing the smart game economically by the NFL rules, so you don't want to crush them as the bad guys. What a soap opera. Well, I think that's your question. That's why he's putting this out. It is an injury, not hurt. It's an injury. 
So he shouldn't be playing. It's a sprain. Sprain knee for a guy with no contract. Yeah. No chance he should play. Obviously. Uh, like, I don't even... I guess I need to talk to a doctor. I, what? Wait. The... It's a grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain, strain three. Sprain, strain, I think sprain, means, strain, sprain, strain, sprain, strain. I think you meant grade three. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go, just a typo. All right. But, yeah, it's. I would never bring this guy in. Yeah. Your ash, your ash, you wouldn't. There's some losing see, franchises. See what happened to the that Ravens? Would, that would pony up 250, 250 million. I mean, if you tell me that, I can spend the same money. For I'm talking about franchises that suck and just do not have a QB and haven't for a long time. And you're like, the Sean Watson deal for Lamar Jackson. You'd have three or four lining up going, okay, where? Where do I sign? Let's go. Yeah, the Ravens went from a Super Bowl contender who, by the way, beat the Bills. Yes, I know the refs took it away, but they beat the Bills. They went from a Super Bowl contender to having zero chance and being this week a massive underdog because he's not on the field. Like, that's how valuable he is. So, I mean, this it does – it says a lot of things. One, the Ravens could have – you know, would he be playing if he had a long-term contract? I don't know. But there's a much better chance. And if you are out there saying play anyway – you're a liar. That's what or I would do. Or an idiot. That's what I would do. You're either an idiot or a liar. He's comfortable. He's got money. You do it for your teammates. You owe him. You Stop. do it for the fans. You owe him. And if he the, blows the, up his knee, you, you're what you're say, essentially saying is, I have a winning lottery ticket in my hand, yeah. and I'm going to set it on fire. I think it's going to be okay because I think I'll be able to put it out, but I'm not sure. Well, let's see what we got. Of course, set I'm it be- on fire. And, of course, I'm being sarcastic. And, uh, by the way, we could look at – the Thomas and Mack on the baseline about a week ago. DeMarcus Cousins was kind of in this situation. He gutted it out, and then he effed himself up a couple of times, and he never got that multi, you know, $100 zillion deal. Little Isaiah Thomas, too. The other Isaiah Thomas, right? Played through injuries. What does he have now? It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Brad Powers. Yeah, Bears, big plans the rest of the way here on Cofield and Company. Silver 7s is the spot. 7 o'clock puck drop with the Panthers and your Golden Knights. Again, 77-cent beers down here at Silver 7's corner of Flamingo and Paradise. Adam Hill, very frustrated during the break. Not really sure why you're shaking your head. What's wrong? What's wrong? You all right? You good? Do you have money on TCU against Georgia? No, I mean, if you you really want to know, sorry to bring it down. I just got a text of a friend who's in the hospital. Oh, no. All right, we'll get an update on that. Brad Powers is more important. Well, I don't know who the friend is, but uh, Brad's up. Brad, we don't want to, you know, keep you from coming on the air. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. How'd you do on the national title game? I did all right. Yeah, I I didn't have TCU, so, I mean, (laughs) at least I I saved myself from that embarrassment. That was a start. You know, um, I bet mostly pizza money, so I'm I'm a clown. Um, I saw some index props. Before the game, I guess that's what they're called, whatever. Some um, some margin of victory props. And I did Georgia to win. I did TCU to win, like, between 1 and 6. I did Georgia to win between, like, 13 and 18 and 18 and 24. And the game got out to such a quick start. I'm like, really? I can't even root for this one? 
Like I never even had a shot. Yeah, I mean those index props are very, very bad. <laughs> just say it. Just uh, say it. Just say it. You're, stu- you're, uh, I mean, you're stupid. Significant <laughs> edge to the books on those. Yes, I did. I will say that I had minus twenty and a half, minus twenty-seven and a half, minus thirty-four and a half. Oh, you just kept going. So I just kept going. I laid it all. Good for you. Yeah, I, I thought what happened was going to happen. Like the first time in history, I was exactly right on a game. Nice. So, Brad, let's let's diagnose what happened like adults, and I'm not accusing you of not being an adult. I'm accusing lots of other people who, you know, when, they, when they're watching the game, the, the whole narrative starts about SEC and TCU didn't belong there, and this system sucks, and the field of 12 is going to blow. There's only three good programs in the country. When you watch the game, because you watch football, not just like a better, but you're watching for the football aspects of the football game, what went wrong? Like, what did TCU blow? Because I don't believe that guys run open – all over the field because of a talent difference. There, there's, there are scheme issues there. There's got to be coaching issues there. Uh, it was a lot of things. Um, and the moment almost seemed too big for them. I mean, even Max Duggan didn't seem himself like he was, even in other bigger ga- big games. Um, obviously, he hadn't played in title games, but still, a you know, big 12 title game, semifinal game, he didn't play like that. Uh, just the moment seemed too big, and then you had a laser focus towards a team that happened to play there. A plus plus game uh, for the first time. That's uh, you know in the entire season. Uh, coaching talent disparity. Uh, you know just and then it just became an avalanche. And Georgia's the type of team that even if they're not trying to run it up, just uh, their mindset of uh, 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 physicality just you know led to more and more <laughs> led to twenty seven nothing even in the second half. How how good is Stetson Bennett in your mind? I mean, it, obviously he he runs that team really really well, but he doesn't seem to do anything exceptionally well. I don't think he's that good. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think the team around him, that's how good George is around yeah. him. Uh, sure, I mean, he's a two-time national title winner. He'll never have to pay for a steak dinner the rest of his life <laughs> in the state of Georgia. So he's a hero there. But, I mean, is he going to get drafted? I, I'd i be surprised even if he got a sixth or seventh round, uh, if he was even selected in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think much of him. He's also like 36. <laughs> yeah, and you know, obviously, doesn't have great height, doesn't have great arm strength. Just you know, surrounded by one of the more talented teams in the country, didn't do that. You know, unlike some games in his career, didn't do anything dumb uh, as far as trying to get his, his team beat. I mean, he is more athletic than people probably think. Uh, he, he can be a little bit quick uh, on the perimeter, a little bit more athletic. He did improve his arm strength a little bit this past year in the off season, but. Uh, Again, my if I had to give him a draft grade, it would be free agent. I think he's a pretty smart quarterback. I think there's a cerebral part of you know running a team with that much talent. I expect to drop off a quarterback next year. You tell us about the the next guy back who we got to see a little bit from. Is there going to be a drop off a quarterback next year for Georgia? Yeah, I don't think so. Carson Beck's a five star, stronger arm, stronger talent. They'll probably lean on him a little bit more. He'll have to do a little bit more, but. Uh, I don't think I'm not going to. When I do my up downs, I do them for every single position on every single team. I'm not going to have a, a too big. A, maybe from an experience aspect, at the start of the season, certainly maybe a half point or a point, but not, nothing more than that as far as a downgrade to start the season. I think by the end of the season, you're not going to see that big of a downgrade at quarterback for Georgia. Well, they they put together a a schedule that's certainly going to make it kind of easy for him <laughs> early on to get his feet under. My God. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when, when they. There's never been a three-peat, but 
If there was ever a schedule two, three, Pete, Georgia uh, has that schedule. I mean, UT Martin, Ball State uh, to, to open it up. Uh, UAB also in non-conference. East is going to be pretty bad because I think Tennessee is going to be a little bit down compared to what they even were this year. I mean, all in all, I mean, at minimum, Georgia's going to be at least a two-touchdown favorite in every single game with the exception uh, of the road trip to Knoxville, uh, and that's being conservative. I mean, I could see them close to maybe 17-plus point favorite in every game but one. So I will be absolutely stunned if Georgia's not at least in the semifinals next year. Uh, let's go with this scenario because I don't know that it's readily available anywhere. Georgia listed as three to one to win the national title next year. If they offered a no, what's the better bet? Three to one or minus four hundred on the no? Uh, I can tell you what I bet on Monday night. I at Willie Hill, I bet plus three seventy five Georgia to win the national championship because okay. I thought that was too high. I thought I think that line is going to close closer to 2-1. to one. So I Ooh. that was one of two bets that I made, Georgia plus 375. The other one was Alabama plus 550. So uh, I, I, I like both. I mean, Alabama, 11-2 to odds is the best I've seen from them as far as a preseason odds, you know, in at least a half dozen years. How can you make money? Can you still make money off of those at those prices next year? Uh, yeah, Alabama hasn't moved. You can still find that one. Uh, again, that's Willie Hill. Uh, Georgia one did move, so I'm guessing I wasn't the only one that bet that. Uh, that one's down to plus 325, but even that I think is actionable. So I, I would still make that bet all the way down to plus 250. In, in whatever it is, two or three years when they start the field of 12, what are these numbers going to look like with the four or five you know, most powerful programs? Will the fact that they're almost guaranteed to get in the field, does it change the prices a lot in three years? I don't know. That's a really that's one of the best questions you've ever asked me. I've known wow, you for you, what, man. six finally, years or so? Finally, uh, finally, yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, on one hand, yeah, I mean the, the chances like look, Alabama didn't make the playoffs this year. Uh, <laughs> they would make them in the new format in a yep. twelve team and I, I got to tell you that they would be favored in probably every game but one uh, if they happen to face George in the title game. So but on the other hand, you got to win more games. Now you, you got to win more games against more quality competition. So my early gut instinct would be they wouldn't change too much, just because you got two. You know they're going to always be in the playoffs, so there's really a, a greater chance of them getting to the dance. But also the dance, the pathway is a little bit harder. So I think it all evens out when it's all said and done. But again, I, I don't know. I never had the handicap to a 12-team playoff before. Brad Powers with us on Cofield and Company. BradPowerSports.com, at BradPower7, up on Twitter. All right, I want to find some value, and I think a lot of this depends on the quarterback, so this is why I'm throwing some of these teams out here. Uh, first group, all around 20-1, to 25-1. to 1. These are from Monday, so they, they might have changed a little bit. Uh, Texas, LSU, Notre Dame, Florida State. Anything worth playing there? You know, big upside, especially because the quarterback could be awesome. I'll give you one. If you want a long shot, again, uh, I almost bet it uh, – Ari called me before I could get the bet in. Uh, Clemson thirty to one. I'll may I'll put a little piece of money on that as soon as I get off the the air with you. Thirty to one. I like love don't like love the hire that they just made at offense coordinator. I think that's a missing link there. They hire Lincoln Riley's brother Garrett Riley, who's the offense coordinator at TCU this year. Uh, that'll be a significant upgrade for that offense. That'll bring that offense back to where they were a couple years ago. And with Klubnik, with them hosting Florida State, who's going to be a preseason top ten team. 
And with Clemson also hosting Notre Dame, there's going to be a preseason top 15 team getting both those teams at home. They'll be the favorite in the ACC, and if you're going to give me 30-1, to 1, give me Clemson. How much of a jump do you expect from Klubnik? I mean, obviously the offensive coordinator will help, but just him individually, how much better can he be? Yeah, he can be significantly better. Look, I mean, the Orange Bowl, it is what it is. They did move the football. I mean, I, I just they couldn't get the job done. I think some of it had to do with play calling. I mean, they moved the football on every, almost every single drive. I think it was eight straight possessions inside Tennessee territory, and they couldn't get anything done. So I, I, I didn't come away from that game thinking Klubnik, oh, this isn't going to be the guy. I actually came away more impressed with the kid in his first start in that kind of a setting. So, yeah, I, I think I expect significant improvement there. He still has Will Shipley uh, in the backfield with him. Uh, Clemson's going to be undervalued, in my opinion, going into next season. And why do they even need an offensive coordinator? Doesn't Jesus call their plays? Oh, boy. Always, <laughs> always the shots yeah. at Dabo. <laughs> I think that's what he said. It was always based on NIL. Oh, he did. He actually yeah. did. He, he does have his own version of NIL. That's sure. right. Um, I threw out Notre Dame. Not that I think it's a, a great team, but how good is Sam Hartman going to be for them? And, by the way, nice call about – Six weeks ago with Grayson McCall where you said it's probably not going to be uh, – it won't be him in the transfer world going to Notre Dame. So is Hartman a, a gigantic upgrade? Uh, does it make him dangerous? Yeah, it makes him dangerous, uh, significant upgrade. But the problem with Notre Dame, as I just mentioned, I like Clemson, 30-1. to 1. Mm. Notre Dame also plays Ohio State. <laughs> they also play USC. I mean, it's one of the more difficult schedules in the entire country. I mean, they play legit, you know, three top ten teams, maybe even three top – Six, seven teams. So I don't see a pathway to Notre Dame making the playoffs, but they can have a, a big time say in who makes the playoffs. I, I don't think they're necessarily going to go zero and three in those games. So I, I think they're they're very capable of knocking one of those teams from playoff contention. Uh, Notre Dame's got some issues on the defensive line that they'll still have to maybe possibly address in the transfer portal. They'll be better than this year, but again, with a schedule like that, they can be significantly better and still just be a nine and three type of team. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of speculation here, but. With Texas, what if Arch Manning is like Peyton in his prime? Like he takes the job and he is just unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I need to, I, I need to watch the spring game because one thing with Arch, he didn't take partake in Elite Eleven camp. Wasn't in these Army All American games. Haven't seen much film. The, the competition he faced in high school wasn't. You know, it wasn't like it was Texas, uh, you know, at the highest level of high school football. So, um, yeah, I, I need to see more before I'm buying in on Texas. Just, I mean, and that, that would be regardless of Arch Manning. Texas, you know, at, look at this. Last 10 years, this is incredible. Last 10 years, Texas has went under their season win total every year. Only team in the country. 10 straight <laughs> years under their season win total. Okay. Okay, well, that gets me off of Texas. Uh, we got... Less than a minute left. I'll throw out a popular choice by a lot of people. Washington at a big number. But my problem with Washington is with a quarterback play in the Pac-12, I, who's getting through the Pac-12 unscathed? I mean, I think everyone, they're just going to brutalize each other. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they pull USC. Uh, off. I mean, USC didn't play Washington this year. Yeah, I, 100 to 1. I mean, if you want pizza money on that, I get it. But, again, I mean, season wins over Washington's probably going to be in the nine and a half range. I think they're kind of a two-loss team. I think SC, Washington, Oregon, lot Utah, much of those teams are going to beat up one another. Like you mentioned, they're all two, three-loss teams. Oregon State, DJU, let's go. That's yeah, I, on the rise. I, people forget Oregon State got the ten wins this year. Yep. All right, Brad, great job, man. And by the way, congrats on uh, really good results. Over sixty percent again with Tony Miller down at Golden Nugget. Impressive stuff, man. 
Hey, appreciate that. Next the next year, we got to get first for, for a change. <laughs> there you go. All right, Brad. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, Thanks for I mean, He really bets. And when you're in public contest and your actual name is on the contest, you know that's a guy you can rely on. Huh. Uh, he had another solid year. When I saw that, I think he finished. Uh, he actually had the fifth and the sixth place entry in Tony's contest and over 60%. I'd oh. like to go 74, 49, and one for the season. Just once. Nice. Just one time.